0: I'm Kieran and I want to help you knock fat and stress out of your life whilst becoming the healthiest that you can be. Join me and let's attack this journey together. Hey Nat, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good she is good. So just give us a little sort of Round up of sort of who you are, um, but also your journey, your journey up until now, because you're quite an intriguing one from, from here. So yeah, give us a little rundown of who you are, what's brought you to this point.
1: Sure thing. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. Um, it's an absolute pleasure. So my journey, um, I've uh, always been very corporate background, um, and I got into coaching about three years ago. Um, qualified as a personal development coach and I'm qualified as a corporate coach. And then I kind of was procrastinating a lot um, at the end of 2018 and decided enough was enough. So joined Chris's Mastermind in 2019, um, January. So I did that for a whole year and um, have been building my business, um, changed niches, um, networked more. Um, and. Focused on what I absolutely love, which is personal development, and um, I was um, very, very lucky um, to be offered a role within his business as well. So I'm a coach within Spin um, Fitness, yeah. and specifically working within the mastermind, actually, and um, really around you know personal development of predominantly everybody that's in the mastermind, um, but also for how that then they can then um, export that to working with their clients, um, which is really important. And what else have I done? I've spent a lot of time last year enjoying the journey, mm-hmm. um, learning lots about myself as well, and um, looking at how I can improve as a coach and help my clients. I was really, really fortunate um, to be a winner at the International Coaching Awards in November, and I won the CPD Award, which is um, continual um, professional development. Yeah. So my love and passion for personal development, I hope, um, resonates through
0: what I do. Um, so, so yeah. an Awards, and I think that was absolutely fantastic. Like that's such a great achievement. How did that come about? Like what led up to kind of the journey of being sort of nominated to actually? Um, yeah. Uh, claim? So you, can, you put
1: yourself forward anyway. So it's through the coaching body that I was with, um, but. The background work was predominantly just around the fact that I do so much personal development, so I read a lot. Um, the fact that I guess I have, I've, you know, had a full time job and then I've been building a business as well. Um, I've um, been part of coaching with fitness, um, having a client base, and thing you know I, I shared obviously the work I do on my website on the different platforms I use for social media um lots of testimonials that was a big thing um so I could share obviously the the value um, of the coaching that I do with, uh, my clients um, and kind of where I see the business going in the future for myself so um yeah it was really really it was great to be even a finalist um and then to to win was phenomenal and it's really good because it just gives you that little boost of confidence um when yep. you're loving something yeah, that you I do
0: The grind, that effort is yeah it's it's being um, appreciated and it's been like it's nice it's excellent so just kind of touching on a few points there so you sort of came from a co- corporate background mm mm-hmm. And then you're saying you work a lot with corporate. So is, is that sort of corporate market, is that your kind of primary um, market now? Or you say you've changed niches? So where, where do you, where, where, what's like your target market now? Or your yeah,
1: idea? great question. I started very much at the beginning of the year with Chris looking at confidence because I'm naturally very confident. Um, and I've recognised recently that that's kind of a gift that I have. So I looked at that and then I thought, actually, my skill set's more than that. You know, I love talking about the mindset, procrastination, imposter syndrome, loads of different areas. And that all sits under personal development. So that's where it kind of opened up for me. Um, corporate, uh, I, I was doing a diploma in corporate. I've come from that background and I, I like it. And I like it from the fact that I think coaching actually offers so much to corporate industries um, that but we don't... Um, embed it enough, so I guess I see it as a real opportunity and gap in the market. Um, so predominantly, um, my coaching is all one-on-one um, anyway, and then it's given. It just helps me look at things differently, and it's just kind of having different opportunities, isn't it? I'm never one to just go down one road. I know there's, you know, say so don't put your eggs in one basket. I like to have a variety of things going on. One yeah. um, for my own challenge. And um yeah, I think that coaching can bring a lot to corporate um the corporate sector. And that's it just appeals to me from that perspective. Um so yeah, that's probably I guess it's almost that, I I don't know, I don't maybe I don't have the answer. And it's yeah. it's being comfortable with being uncomfortable at that. I've learned that a lot last year, that you don't always know and that that's that used to frighten me quite a bit, that you like we well, I don't have a plan, I don't know. And just allowing things to happen and seeing where they go and the journey that it can take you on when you then start to do that kind of reflection in the November December times in the year you look back and think well I just didn't see that coming and that's quite exciting so I guess I'm learning as well to just see where things go and and if it works it does and if it doesn't maybe I've needed to go down that route to know it didn't work
0: yeah yeah definitely I well, like they say you don't but well, in, in boxing, like, I know in a lot of combat sports, or in sports in general, it's like they say, isn't it? You don't lose, you learn. Because mm-hmm. if something's not, not worked out, um, then you just know that you need to adjust kind of your strategy leading up to the next game, fight, whatever it is. I think it was Tom, Thomas Edison, didn't he? He was he made that famous quote. And it was, um, I didn't fail, like, because he didn't obviously get the light bulb working until, like, it's like 289th odd attempt so I didn't fail 288 times I just had 288 lessons where I found it didn't work yeah Uh, yeah I guess that's very very much the same and so we're talking about there about excitement as well um what are you most excited about now with regards to sort of your journey and and things coming up obviously after um achieving that award what are you most excited about now?
1: I think what I'm excited about is that this has massive potential and um, that I'm working with people that are inspiring, um, that have great energy, that are doing their own businesses, that I can help um, and that I learn a lot from as well. It's not a one-way relationship Um, and when you're working with people and seeing the fact that you're changing their lives and adding value, and it's not just even their lives in business, it's, it's the fact that they might've looked at something in a way with their business and then adapted that to actually how they have their personal relationships as well and the difference that that can make to them. And when you start to add value to people's lives like that, that's exciting. That's the kind of thing that gets you up out, and out, out of bed in the morning or they say with, You know, I'm really into TED Talks. You know, what makes your heart sing? What are you passionate about? What is your why? So um, that really, really excites me. And um, yeah, that's what I love. I love doing our calls on a Sunday. I love spending time like we did this week on a personal development call. Um, And just seeing the difference it makes for people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So talking on inspiration there. Looking at sort of your life, who are the key figures that have inspired you throughout your life? They can be Dead and Alive. Um, Yeah, same. maybe name like top three, top five. Yeah, go top three. So people who've been the biggest inspirations to you.
1: I guess I'm gonna combine that actually with, um, so great question that was asked a couple of weeks ago to me, was about influence as well. So if I'm thinking about last year, predominantly in terms of I think I've made the most progress for myself in life. And looking back on many years, Richard Branson is a, a key player in that. He's highly inspiring to me. Um the, he's always got that quote again, you know, just say yes to an opportunity and just go with it and then understand what you've got to do type thing. So
0: um the there actually is such, it's such a very, very good read.
1: Really, really inspiring. Um Gary V's been a big influence on me last year and inspiration. And interestingly, because I'm really into looking at emotional intelligence when I coach with people, and when I say emotional intelligence, I mean specifically around having a strong self-awareness and empathy. And I don't think that a lot of people have enough empathy in terms of really putting themselves in other shoes to understand the reasons why they do things, and then knowing how they can get the best out of them. And when you transport that to working with clients, it's really important because you need to understand why a client might think or have a behaviour in that way. And then you need to understand how you get the best out of them and change it to, to move them forward. Definitely. So I definitely think Gary Bee played a part from an emotional intelligence perspective for me. Yeah. And just from the perspective that, you know, everybody fears quite a lot everybody's very anxious and mental health bringing in a lot and Gary B is really big on, you know, what, what is happiness? What does it mean to you? What is success? And about just kind of the biggest thing he fears is just one of these, you know, relatives maybe having something awful happen to them. And that's, that's the biggest fear he can have. So therefore how he has an outlook on everything else is not that he doesn't, it wouldn't be able that he doesn't care, but it's very like, I can't control it or if I can control it, I'll change it. So, that's massively helped me with how I look at things and letting a lot
0: well, go. Just on that, on our personal development call, the other night we were discussing with um, Andrew. So yeah. with, like, hectic, like him, he has like these hectic days in the middle of building his own house. He's working like two full-time jobs. And it's like, how are you, like, I think that's what you asked him, was it? like, how are you mm-hmm. not, like, like ridiculously anxious yeah and that's what it kind of all peels back to his perspective it's like yeah. you kind of decide what you give your energy to and what type of energy that is going to be if so you want to yeah. give something like a, like a negative energy you're literally just setting yourself up for a very hard anxious stressful day As if you can kind of learn to look at the kind of the silver linings like for himself where he's like yeah I've got this busy time now but I know keep putting the effort now I'm going to get that house quicker i going to build yeah. that line in my, my new bed like sooner so I guess yeah like as we did say like perspective with regards to the mental health and just your clarity of mind and your focus I think is so, so underrated.
1: And that's what's been phenomenal about the last year in building this network, is that you can work with people that, that go, you know, they're on the same boat as you, they They might not be doing, feeling the same way you do at that moment in time, but they've probably been there um, to, um, you know, to try and kind of understand. Um, yeah. And, and that massively helps. You know, it might just be that you sound bored on someone or you just give them a call and just say, you know, my, my week's been really rubbish. I'm really, really struggling with this. Or it might be the opposite. This, I'm flying with this. I'm flying with that. that. That concerns me. That worries me. So, but just talking to people and not making things such a taboo um, can really, really help mindset. And, and again, like how you look at things. And I guess just to round up like, so the third person for me in terms of inspiration would definitely be um, my parents throughout my life yeah. because they've been such key people in inspiring me to be the person I am, and what I want to stand for. They're incredibly driven in their um, careers and I do a lot of work on strengths and um my own focus of my development has been around kind of, I've done lots of personality testing. I do lots of personality testings with my clients um, right at the start of our relationships um, and coaching, because it's really important. That you understand what you're great at. And yeah. one of my strongest things is just my drive. And sometimes it takes, it took someone to say it to me as well. Like where'd you get your, where are you so driven? And I'm just like, well, I don't know really. And I guess actually, by exploring that I learned it was through my parents so they've definitely been a massive inspiration to me um and will be
0: and now touching back on the whole sort of anxiety and mental health aspect having worked a lot in the sort of corporate sector do you find because obviously especially being around around say London or any sort of major city in the world it's such a fast place. Uh, fast-paced environment, very highly stressed. Um, yeah. do you find there's a, a much like a much stronger prevalence um, in the sort of corporate sector.
1: Uh, yes, I'd say. I think I'm generally finding it at the moment. So I also volunteer once a week for um, Shout, which is a crisis support, and it's basically people feeling um that they need to reach out to people and they need some support um and what i'm finding on there is is that people just don't have anyone to listen to um they want everything's about wanting everything yesterday or that they're just feeling immense pressure and immense stress anxiety um not feeling in control um so yeah i just i generally think it's in people that um, probably don't have anyone to reach out to or that they feel that they can't talk about things because they'll be judged.
0: Yeah.
1: There's a lot in judgment of people.
0: Do you find then with, cause I, I, I find this, well this is my random little um, perspective on kind of this thing. In this day and age, we're so connected. Like everyone is so connected by we've got things like social media. Yeah, I think what that's actually done, that's really taken away from people's ability to properly connect with people. Yeah. find everyone, like I say, has got a million and one just people they kind of know, but no one's actually got any of them true people they've got like true um, connections, true friendships with, that they can literally just unload their sort of heart and soul. And I, I've found that quite a lot, especially you get people say move into a lot of like move into and maybe aren't from around here because obviously people that are born and raised here they've obviously got their kind of deep-seated friends and all of that but I find a lot of people that move in they they lack that and I think then that feeds into that kind of anxiety because they yeah. don't have those people close to them they're nearest yeah. and, and working in the gym that's one thing that I find is people come into the gym not to train but almost just to talk to people like there's a couple of people that I know that will come in on most days probably do about 12 reps of a chest press or something in the whole yeah. like, two days. Like they'll just do that and they'll just, just go and talk. And you think it's actually scary that how connected everyone is. No one really has actual true deep connections. Not because yeah. obviously people do, but there's a lot of people that, that, um, that don't seem to have that.
1: Yeah, and I think when you're working with clients, you know, if it's coaching like you know you guys do within the fitness space or um, you know professional coaching, it's important that you explore with clients. And I think if you're linking it to, say, they are coming to you and saying, "I'm just feeling immense pressure, or, I'm feeling stressed," that you really tap into that and just don't think, "Yeah, okay, fine, right, let's go on with, <laughs> let's go on with those 12 reps."
0: Yeah, this is.
1: Um... It is about taking the time to explore that with them, or giving them the right questions to go away at the end of the session with for the next one. So they take the time out and do it because it's going to be impacting them um, in achieving what they want to, whether it's their fitness goals or personal goals. So yeah, I think you make a great point there. And um, I think, you know, it links in again with just that emotion intelligence of that self-awareness and mm. nobody's making us jump on Instagram for 10 times a day you know so it's not i don't think we can blame social media it's just that we're exposed to it and it's so accessible but we need to focus on ourselves a lot and that's where i i ask a lot of clients what is your downtime and every time i ask that you just get this complete silence and it's like mm, yeah i don't i don't really know and i'm like okay brilliant let's go with that so you know, and I've got my own goal this year of, um, of having downtime. And that means to myself, I've looked at how I switch off. And sometimes that is just, um, knowing that one evening, I'm just going to put my phone in the other room and disconnect completely and not feel the, you know, and enjoy being in the moment. And I think you've got almost got to, see it from that approach if you know you're really bad at switching off and having a bit of downtime for you then kind of set it as a goal and reverse engineer backwards what that looks like to to get you there and and
0: and plan it into your week just like anything struggle with maybe that be sort of different nutrition or um, training try and just structure in to be like right I will make sure that I have but you make sure you go out and you buy those vegetables so you have it in there. Same that you're training. Yeah. you're training, you need to go, well, three times a week. These days, these days, these days, because they're the days I've got free time. Same was your downtime. So, well, I know.
1: Well, I, was, um, I kind of had a bit of a revelation this week myself, but, um I've done two years of doing my own fitness journey. I've loved doing photo shoots and um, I do kind of that um, that grow stage and and I go and cut and um and I'd do a photo shoot um and I guess I was on a treadmill the other day and I was like I'm just gonna n- listen to music for half an hour whereas last year I put so much pressure on myself that you know it was I was getting up at five every day I was getting to gym for half five I was then going to do my kind of um job in the day I was then going back to the gym to train in the evening I was then you know going home to eat going to bed doing exactly the same thing next the next day um and then whilst I was kind of either driving to work or on the treadmill I'd be like right podcast I'm going to listen to or audible I'm going to listen to or I'm going to watch this video on YouTube and I just thought I just need. There is no switch off in my life, yeah. so you can compound yourself, mm. and that it doesn't help. And sometimes, just jumping on a treadmill and listening to music, or just going home and having yeah, an hour of doing that, nothing, you've helps.
0: Putting so much pressure on yourself to train, yeah, did that kill your love for it? Did you end up getting to the point where you'd be like, ah, oh, right, I've got to go and train? You're like, oh I just kind of it. Like. Not-
1: yeah, never actually within the time frame of um so I guess I start, I started in January and I had the shoot in June. Never ever in those six months, no. It did do, it does after after I do a shoot, I struggle.
0: Oh yeah, then you've got your date set, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. When yeah. I have that date there, there is not um,
0: just, it's not an option to. Yeah. So after that shoot, how long it takes to get back in the gym?
1: Um, I was straight back in there, yeah.
0: um,
1: I think I did one in November and, and then I kind of had a point where I had a couple of weeks and I was like I'm not sure I want this intensity because I was training at a bodybuilder gym actually yeah. and you know it's a different environment and you go in, you train, you train hard and um, I just kind of got to a point where I'd had enough of that and I wanted a bit of a switch up so yeah I had a couple of weeks out, um, went and thought about what I really really wanted. For the next year and coming to the end of you know 2019. Um, and then I did that, I did a trial at a different gym, a bit more of a health lifestyle gym this time. Um, because yeah. that suits my life better with what I want this year in different goals in different areas of my life. So, yeah, and I had to become content with that. At first, I struggled to think, well, oh, exposing this, exposing that, and then I thought, well, actually. I'm worrying for the sake of worrying and just, let's just give it a go.
0: Well, I had the to- total opposite effect to that. I, um, obviously was, um, been boxing, box because I loved it. And then maybe about four years ago when I was like, right, now nah, I want to, I want to get to the, the peak. I want to get to the very top world titles a lot, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, turn professional um, year before last. And, um had, like, three fights. And then, obviously, when you turn pro, everything changes. It becomes, like, the training style. Everything. There's just so much pressure to sell tickets and train hard. Like, training, like, twice a day, like most days. Just completely run yourself into the ground up to a fight. Have your fight. And you have, like, a little bit of time off. And then you still have to really focus on your diet and that because you don't want to get bang out of shape and then go back into camp for the next fight. And you and then got to kind of last the, um, end of the year after I had a fight in July Got to end of the year, I mean, my um, missus is trying to, um, get in a house. So I was like, I can't actually dedicate the time to training now. I need to always focus on my, on my work, my business. And then try so to, kind of put boxing on the back burner I would, Well, I've stepped away from professional boxing and I was like when I said, when I said like that's it enough's enough I had this, this it was really bizarre I had this weight lifted like off my shoulders like literally like a 10 ton weight because you just put so much pressure on myself all the time to like say to sell enough tickets to um, always be in good shape to always be on like close to the weight that I want to be and so I like spent yeah. my last Ten years of my life, like eating about two thousand calories, it's, it's a joke, and that's on a good day as well. Some days, and I don't know. I had this crazy weight, like of just pressure being lifted, and I was like, "Wow!" And I, f- I can't be asked to box now. <laughs> it's really bad Like I think cause I love it, and like take me wrong, I hit the bag and that every now and again, and do that. But I can't even the thought of going back and throwing all my energy into something i'm like nah no nah. i thought i used to be very like type a with my boxing i had a really weird thing about- i was listening to a podcast this- about-, about this today and i used to be very type a like i was just like i'd win like if you put me up against anyone in any sort of comp- like sporting um or athletic environment i was like i'd win whereas i think just all that intensity, all that pressure its kind of like sucked out of me a little bit. Now I'm just a bit like in yeah. the last six months, I've just been like, come on arse. It's so bizarre. But when you say it like that, it's yeah, I had like the total opposite. But then going back to what you said there, it actually really resonated with me about you got after your shoot, it was at end of November time that you said, and you start planning for this year. Now mm-hmm. I think this is one of the biggest things, especially when it comes up to mental health, is planning and preparation for what's ahead. Yeah. Um, And it was the way you said it, I think it just sounded, it really, yeah, did really resonate with me because you're like, you did that and then after having that kind of little sit down with yourself Mm -hmm. where you planned for the year ahead, then you kind of, you went back to the gym after that. It's like you kind of, discuss the sort of pros and cons of it. It's like, do I feel like, it's like no. Nah. And then, so you obviously went over to like a more health-based gym rather than like a bodybuilder. Let's do this. Let's get rigged, like rigged out. Yeah. And so how do you find that you have, I call them one-man conferences where you sit down and like talk to yourself. So I have one like every, every Monday, like a, yeah. I have another Monday, but then after obviously he's talking to Chris, I have like a big one at the end of the year, every sort of like November time to plan for the year ahead. But then I like to, yeah. Every, every week as well. What about yourself? How do you sort of plan? How do you organise your weeks and stuff yeah,
1: like yeah. that? It's a great question. I'm very um I'm very old in terms of I love a diary. Um I like to write everything down because I feel I feel a success when I tick that it's done. Um
0: Yeah, so
1: yeah absolutely love a diary. Absolutely love a diary.
0: So <laughs> um and I'm, i I I
1: wouldn't want to f- I think that people need to keep that going even more. I don't think people need everything on their phones. So it was funny, I was laughing the other day because people are like, oh, I haven't got an Apple Watch. I'm like, no way, do I want an Apple Watch? <laughs> I just like to switch off my phone at times and have that control. So yeah, I put, um, I'm very, very reflective. So I'll kind of do a bit of um, Sunday is always my planning day. What's the week ahead like? And I'll try, I'll plan on my training, I'll plan. No, I'm not even my little mind like three liters of water a day type of thing, um, and I guess other that I have a lot of kind of those sticky apps on my on my Mac.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in terms of just breaking things down in different areas, um, and then I'm planning. So in terms of business, I plan in chunks for three months. So <laughs> I'll look at kind of a bit old school and the corporate the ninety days. So yeah. so I pretty much think what do I want for the next three months and then work that backwards and then as I'm coming to the end of those three months I'll do exactly the same again so um yeah that's kind of how I plan it's not you know I've got ideas and vision boards for the year and dreaming and thinking big but you have to break it down better than that so oh, I'll do three great. months and then break it yeah. down monthly
0: you kind of focus on that so do you have... um like a health and fitness like how do you break down your sort of goals like that so do you know like brian king she does the he has like the health the wealth the experience and like the spiritual like do you have like a little quad like four sectors like four main aspects of your life that you like to focus in or do you have more or less
1: yeah i'm massively working on goals at the minute still i'm using you before again i'd be like right that's it the first week of um January I've got to know all my goals and I haven't I've used the whole of January to explore what these goals are for this year um and I'm keeping it simple I'm not you know a few years ago I did like 10 to 15 goals I didn't achieve half of them too many so I'm really looking at actually what are the big areas and the big areas like you say are one is kind of happiness downtime and because it impacts such a lot in my life um financial business wise personal wise um yeah, and I'm keeping it very high level like that in terms of headings. Um and then the the stepping stones to achieve that goal at a bit where I'm really looking at what does that look like to get me there? Mm. So I'd say I've got big goals, um, and then the breakdown within it is to be challenging of myself um to move me from where I am now to where I want to be.
0: Yeah. It's just kind of Touching on your, your back your journey a little bit, I need to stop touching on, <laughs> i just realised I've said that about nine times. <laughs> um, but with regards to, to your journey, and this is one thing where you're kind of saying about that kind of emotional intelligence. And I guess a lot of that stems from your experiences, like being able to be empathetic does tend to stem from a lot of experiences. So, with yeah. the, what have been your biggest challenges that you've faced and that you've overcome?
1: Oh, that's a big question. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: true.
1: My biggest challenges are that I think that such drive and motivation, um... Can have its repercussions so I had a, I had a bit of burnout last year um, which actually involved having time off through the doctors as well um, and it was something that I never would have foreseen in myself um, and I learned the hardware that I was doing too much and it was just a, a literally a moment of boom game over and I just had to have some time out um, so I learned a lot about myself that was really really hard because it wasn't someone I thought I was or I was very worried about how people would perceive that family, work and everything. And that's where I learned to actually use that. And that's how the volunteering came about because I wanted to give back to others and understand how I could um, be helping myself on a journey whilst helping others as well. So that was a real struggle um, in getting through that. And again, a reset of, I'd set everything at the beginning of the year what I wanted to achieve and I was really finding it tough. and things weren't working, so I needed to. I needed to go through that. Um, another struggle, I think, was um, definitely some of the fitness stuff. So in November, again, you know, kind of fact that I'd had another. I wanted to do a shoot in December, um, and I was really, really big on doing that. And I'd just done too much again and I guess it's maybe I just need to learn that's where I had that change in the gyms and everything but well,
0: that um, is there, isn't
1: there? <laughs> but that was a real struggle because again it was a like a my mind was telling me one thing that you've got to train five times a week yeah. but you know I was physically tired and drained and um, from that perspective so yeah I think it's it's really thinking I think what I've learned from that last year was that we need to be a bit kinder to ourselves. And the downtime is an important thing, and I'll keep saying that, but be kind to ourselves, not put so much pressure on, you know, letting things just happen. And that's what I said at the start, being excited that, that you don't know the answers to everything.
0: True, but when I, I do find that when you have a goal that, is, that you're so emotionally attached to, it's so hard to switch off. Because yeah, it was like I could be doing a bit more. I could be doing a bit more. Yeah, and then as a result, yeah, like you say, it you can just kind of find yourself on the wrong end of that, where you've just done a bit too much, and so I've had that like overtraining for some fights to the point where I remember before one of my fights, like because the worst thing of overtraining is it really hits your sleep, really affects the way you sleep. And then I was just thought that was kind of like nerves, but when my old coaches, he like reduced the beastings. I remember I had I had a fight one day. I had another fight booked in two weeks later. I won that fight, um, the first one by knockout. Trained the next morning mm. at, at six a.m. Trained every single day for two weeks, like savagely. Because he was like, we we need to win this fight every single day up until. And I just remember like being in the changing room before the fight and I was like if I didn't know I was gonna go out and get punched in the face in a minute I'd literally I just wanna sit down and I was like I just wanna sit down and cry. I was like I've got I it was really weird. I was in this really weird like emotional place and I was like yeah. I'm nervous and I was like I wanted to sit down and sleep. Like and that is like and you gotta think I'm in this place all these like I'm in this change room, there's all these fighters getting ready, and I was lying there, I was sitting there, and I was like, I was the main event on the show, and I was just sitting there, I was like, I just don't want to do anything, I just, to, I just want to stay here and just be left to my own devices, didn't get to, had to go out and fight, what dropped the hardest I've ever been, well, not dropped, Punch the hardest I've ever been punched in my life. Got through, got through it, but yeah, it was a very, very horrible fight. <laughs> very horrible fight. But, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway, on that, I'm going to have to, do, to wrap up. But it's been an amazing, pretty deep conversation. I really enjoyed that. It's
1: good. Thank you very much.
0: And, um, yeah, so where can people find out more about you? And also, for anyone who may be having issues with sort of mental health, what was that phone line that you said? So...
1: If you jump on my Insta, so it's Miss Natalie Potts, um, you can find information on there and it links, you can always DM me and it links through as well on posts about um, Shout um, and the organisation, which is brilliant. Yeah. And um, personal development coaching, I have on Facebook a group, so um, more than welcome to follow on there. And then there's kind of post something every day around tips, advice and lots of different things around coaching and everybody, mindset and everything
0: amazing well thank you very much for your time and um yeah well i'll be speaking to you very soon anyway
1: indeed have a great day
0: yeah you too thank you again take care bye